Hello and welcome to Inside the Mind of, a podcast where I dive deeper into the minds of some of my favorite people and people who inspire me in the wrestling community. Today, I have the host and founder of Wrestling Wind Down, as well as uh, life of a wrestling fan, Chardonnay and Cheesme. Hopefully, I'm saying that right. Um, and fresh off a Roman Reigns interview, uh, the incredible, the lovely Lo. How are you? I'm great. Thank you so much for having me. I th- I think we gotta talk. We gotta talk about the Roman Reigns thing. <laughs> it just happened. So when this goes out tomorrow, it'd been like two days. Yeah. Do you want to? Do you want to talk about how that kind of happened? Yeah. Sure. So, um, you know, this press conference that they were having here in Las Vegas was extremely last minute. And I had put out a tweet asking, like, what time it was at, where it was at. And I saw it was at Resorts World, which is probably, like, 15, 20 minutes away from me. Um, and then one of my friends, he actually was our first guest that we ever had on Wrestling Wind Down, um, Damon. He actually does a um, – he works on one of the talk radio stations here. He gave me the information and was like, email this person and let them know that you want to come. So I did. The guy got back to me. Um, I was just like – you know shocked because usually you know with media and stuff you have to be like with a fox or like a you know a Mm -hmm. cnn or you know a business insider something popular or you know that gains a lot of traction and you know we do gain a lot of traction online um but we're not a bit as big of a platform as i would like um as of yet so um i was very um pleased and excited when i got the email that they wanted me to attend so i did attend the press conference i saw a lot of people that you know, I've looked up to in this community, people that I haven't seen in years at the press conference. There was a lot of boxing um, podcasts and platforms there, of course, because mm-hmm. there's a big fight weekend here in Las Vegas and Logan Paul brings in those people as well. Um, so I was pretty close to the stage during the press conference and everyone knew that there was going to be like one on one interview opportunities, but they didn't know who with. So um, they had Logan Paul, they had Triple. Triple H and then they had uh, Roman Reigns in the middle so I'm not necessarily the biggest fan of Logan Paul like I I don't really see the appeal Mm -hmm. personally I mean I get on a professional standpoint why they use him but I don't I don't necessarily like him that much Mm -hmm. obviously I respect Triple H but I knew based on my listenership that Roman Reigns was the way to go so I stood in line for maybe 30, 45 minutes. I had people cutting in front of me, like there were bigger platforms there. They did their thing. They took up a lot of the time and I was getting very anxious. I was like, if anything happens to me, please let me interview Roman Reigns, please. And when I went up there, it finally happened. It was quick, but he gave a very thorough answer. I asked him a question. I asked Paul Heyman a question. They were very nice. and I was just like, I, I left and I was just like, holy shit, like that just actually <laughs> happened. Because, you know, like y- you think about, oh, it'd be so cool to interview Roman Reigns. Yeah. But like standing next to this man, like actually interviewing him and then going back and watching the video and listening to the audio. I'm like, that actually happened. Like, I think today it's kind of finally sit- setting in because last night I was still kind of like, wow, what what happened today? <laughs> um, So... Yeah, I'm planning on putting out that video and audio this week. Um, Very excited. You know, I really do appreciate the people that, you know, shared their kind words and, you know, were very kind. It it just meant a lot to me. And I'm really looking forward to seeing everyone's reaction to the actual video and audio itself. Uh, Yeah, I mean, it's not every day that, like, 
someone like me and my friends we interact with is interviewing the champion in probably the biggest wrestling company in the world right now and that's an incredible opportunity and I'm so proud of you for doing that thank you uh that's a goal to eventually uh, get there for me, but I'm fine with this for now. <laughs> I get to talk to other people who get to do cool shit, so I get to live vicariously through you guys. This is why you I'm will here. get there one day. You oh. will definitely get there one day. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. So let's let's talk wrestling. Wind down. Uh, how did you get your start in wrestling podcasting of all things? So the podcast actually began, the idea formulated in 2018. Um, I actually started the podcast with one of my college friends. Um, she was on Twitter. I didn't have Wrestling Wine Down at the time, so I was on my personal Twitter, and she tweeted about Monday Night Raw. Mm -hmm. And we had classes together. We would talk, but we never knew that both of each other liked wrestling. So when she said that, I was like, you like wrestling? And she was like, yeah, do you? And I was like, yeah, and then, you know, she would tweet, you know, when the t when it was on TV or whatever, and I would kind of go back and forth with her, and then um, we would talk about it in person as well, and then this was around the time where it seemed like podcasts were starting to increase the amount that you had in the market. Call Her Daddy had just came out. It was extremely huge, and my friend was like, what if we did a podcast? And I was like, well, you know, I don't really listen to podcasts, but I'll explore and see what's out there. So... I did that and I realized professional wrestling is full of men podcasters. Mm -hmm. Like there was barely any female podcasters. If I remember correctly, I think those wrestling girls had maybe just started, um, but there weren't a lot, there wasn't female representation. Yeah. So that was one reason why I really wanted to go into this was because I know there's, you know, young girls or women who enjoy professional wrestling who, you know, they're looking for someone that might look like them or might sound like them or have the same viewpoints as them. Mm -hmm. You get tired of listening to guys argue and yell all the time. So we want it to be that podcast where it's like you're hanging out with your girlfriends and going over what happened in wrestling, whether it's, you know, wrestling results or rumors or results or interviews. We want it to be that platform. So that's kind of where the wind down came in because you're winding down your week. So when we realized that we want to do a podcast i was like okay it's great to talk about wrestling but we need something else to tie in my friend loves beer and i was oh. like i don't drink beer like i can't i can't do it and i was like well, what about wine and then i actually came up with the name wrestling wine down i still have the text where i sent it in all caps i was like this is what we're gonna name it and uh wine down even though you know winding down it actually came from smackdown so we just took smackdown and put wine in there okay. um so that was at the end of 2018, and both my friend and I are very um, particular. We both went to school for journalism. Um, we both worked in PR, so we wanted it to be as perfect as we possibly could make it. So um, my friend Fior took our photos, our marketing photos. She made our intro and outro music. My friend um, Joy made our uh, our logo, and then uh, my co-host and I would create the different graphics that everybody would see. Um, so. We kind of from late 2018 to August 2019 just planned and got everything together. I think we had two or three episodes banked to put out when we first came out and we debuted that weekend of WrestleMania in 2019. And ever since then, my co-host has stepped away. Um, she moved to Seattle. She's launched her own um, podcast coaching business as well as her own podcast. Um, but it's just been me. I have Iridian Fierro who helps with social media. 
um, some of the stuff there, but it's me editing, you know, getting guests, interviews, uh, making graphics, interacting on Twitter. So um, this is my baby. Um, I really do love being in this community and it's really helped me to network with a lot of amazing, talented individuals and also, you know, be able to interview people that I look up to or people that I'd love to work with in the future or meet in person one day. Yeah, you're you're a one woman machine over there. I I didn't know it was just you. Uh I I've seen like pictures and stuff with uh you and I don't want to butcher her name. How do you say her name? Iridian. Iridian. Oh, it's beautiful. Beautiful name. <laughs> I just was like I think okay. She's great too. Like having her on as like your uh your social media or mm-hmm. for the most part yeah it's smart and women helping women and obviously i love that i love the i always like asking people like why and how they came up with their ideas and everything and that encapsulates you perfectly i think i mean the men thing i get i'm in right. group chats with all men basically <laughs> love them all to pieces but Sometimes it is just, like, me. I am the sole right. female voice. Uh, but I definitely agree with you. It was 99.9% men podcasting about wrestling. Even, like, probably until, like, 2021, I didn't really see a lot of, like, f- female or all-female podcasts popping up. Which, it's crazy it took that long. But now we're going to take over. Taking over the world. Right. Absolutely. <laughs> and, you know, that every time I go on Twitter, it seems like there's someone new, specifically a woman who's, you know, whether it's, you know, looking to go into wrestling media, whether it's, you know, writing on a website or doing a podcast or doing a YouTube channel. And, you know, that makes me proud because I think back to when I first started or even when I first started watching wrestling, like mm-hmm. that female representation wasn't there. And now we have women, you know, all over the world, all different races who are so eager to talk about wrestling and show their journey within this community that I think it's so great and I think we can only go up from here. I agree 100%. Now, I, I could be wrong on the number. You have about 91-ish episodes out of Wrestling Wind Down. Yeah. I, like, I went on Apple Music. I was like, please tell me how many. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, it's gotta tell me somewhere. Um, so, do you have any favorite episodes of the 91-ish you have done? I have a couple. Um, my one episode that I did with um, Victoria, also known as Lisa Marie Varen, will be one of my favorites forever because I grew up watching her mm-hmm. and she was extremely personable. She was really nice. Um, she was very gracious with her time and she was very thorough. Um, and, you know, I think a lot of people, they get nervous when they, you know, meet people that they've watched on TV for so long. But um, I had no nerves with her. And, you know, I've met her since in person and she was just so kind and whenever she always interacts with my stuff and I really do appreciate it because there are some people, you know, famous people that you interview and they kind of, you know, do the interview and you never hear from them again. And the fact that she, you know, is able to connect with her fans and is very um, reachable on social media is something that I really respect a lot, even though I already respected her and her in-ring work. Um, 
Andrea. Um, I interviewed her for the first episode of the Life of a Wrestling Fan um, that I did a couple months ago. So the Life of a Wrestling Fan is a series that I do where I interview individuals that have these amazing careers that are not related to wrestling, but they're wrestling fans. Um, so Andrea is um, an executive producer. She's worked for MTV, VH1. Um, she was at the Met Gala this year. Um, she worked at um, but she's also a professional wrestling fan and she's been able to intertwine her love of wrestling with her job so she's been able to meet her hero Shawn michaels in the capacity of working for mtv she's met the miz and all these other superstars and been able to you know showcase her love of wrestling while still at work yeah. um this series actually spawned because of her um i wanted to interview her because her career is something that I wanted to do when I was like 15 or 16. I wanted to be on MTV. I wanted to have my own MTV show. And when I saw her on Twitter and she was a wrestling fan, I'm like, oh my God. I said, you know, I really want to learn about her career. I get that she's a wrestling fan. We could talk about that, but we need to know how her career started, how she's doing, how she's been able to intertwine these things. And that's how I came up with the life of a wrestling fan. Um, and we've had episodes since. I've had Mimi Shells on the show, who was a, a former executive assistant at WWE. She also worked at Moet Hennessy, and now she works at Meta Facebook as a project manager. She was incredible to have on the show. And then um, I have some other episodes coming up soon for the Life of a Wrestling fan that are even more interesting. You know, these individuals have these amazing careers. That's what's great about the wrestling community is that there's so many individuals that you know, you see them online and you're not sure what they do in their everyday life, but there's a lot of people who are doing such cool things mm -hmm. offline. And it's been great that these individuals have felt comfortable sharing their, you know, professional life with me as, uh, as well as, you know, their hobby or their second occupation being in professional wrestling media or um, as a fan. Yeah, I love that idea of that being a podcast a uh, part of your podcast that's what i was trying to say uh that's kind of why i started doing this it's because yeah everyone has a podcast but like how do they get their start what are they what are, what are they like to do do they have favorite episodes like i and it's just getting to know people on a different level because you mm -hmm. see everyone online and then talking to them face to face <laughs> in quotes uh or physically in face to face uh they're either completely different or they're all the same and some people don't show everything online mm -hmm. so then they actually are like well I portray this but this is actually how I am I know a lot of people who I've met personally who are like that they're like oh I'm just a character online like ignore <laughs> that I'm just I'm just me I'm just a normal person so I I love that and Victoria I love her so I I would freak out internally. I would try and like keep it as calm as possible. But she's one of the people who deserves way more credit than she gets. Absolutely. Um, Victoria for the Hall of Fame, twenty twenty three. Anyone, if you're listening, make it happen, please. I'll pro I'll promote the hell out of that. Do, can we can we start a petition? What do we gotta do? I, you know, I feel like we can. Every year, her name comes up. Her and Melina come up. And it's like, okay, you know, what are we doing here? Like, what are we waiting for? She's right there. Come on. Literally right there. Just do something. She lives in California. So, and it, the Hall of Fame will be in California. So, you don't even have to pay for her airfare. It all makes Just sense. Just in the car. 
just send send her a nice car, give her a little, give her a special space. We're not asking for a lot here, guys. <laughs> Triple H, are you listening? Steph, <laughs> who we got to talk to? <laughs> so on these uh, incredible episodes that you do of all of the things I said you do, have there been any unexpected moments, things that? Um, made you like bust out laughing things where you're just like oh no and like kind of had to like switch it on the spot uh, anything like that pop up off the top of my head no I, I typically do just I keep a little bit of the laughter in the episodes but I try like I laugh a lot <laughs> so I try and cut a little bit of it out but um, I mean any episode that I do with Iridian I feel like we cackle a lot um we really we play off of each other so I feel like you know I'll say something and then she'll say something she's caught me off guard with some of the stuff she's said before and it it makes me laugh but I've never had anything that I've been like oh crap like I can't air that or anything like that thankfully all of my guests have been very respectful you know um, I've been able to whether it's you know they curse and I bleep it out or anything like that it hasn't been anything where I'm like okay I have to nix the whole episode I've had episodes where like my audio has gone out on one end so I can't air it. That's the only thing. But, you know, obviously that's not anyone anyone's fault. That's yeah. technology's fault. But that's honestly the only thing I can think of. And I'm very graciously, like, I'm very appreciative of that because I know, you know, other people have experiences where they get on there and they're like, oh, crap, this just happened. Like, what do I do? Or this person said this or this person said that. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm thankful that I've been able to you know, bring guests in that are comfortable and that, you know, have made it a comfortable space for not only themselves, but myself as well. Yeah. Uh, the laughing. I get it. <laughs> I, uh, I have episodes, I've been on other people's shows where I, I also laugh at everything, which doesn't help. So I just want, I just want to show that I'm listening and I laugh and you're, you're probably funny people. So I get that 100%. And especially if you get, like, a connection with someone and you right. both start laughing, it's game over. Right. 100% <laughs> game over. And the technology, that's probably one of the worst parts about podcasting is technology is a pain in the ass. Yeah. It for really sure. just, uh, I was trying to do a show, like, two weeks ago, and my OBS decided to just not work at all. And I was like, oh, that's fine. I go live every week. It's fine. I, I don't need this or anything. <laughs> like, terrible, terrible times. But besides wrestling wind down and interviews, what other hobbies do you have? You know, I love to travel. I feel like recently I've just been traveling for wrestling shows, but um, I love to travel. I think Chicago is, you know, such a beautiful city, and I've been able to go there a couple times for wrestling shows. Um, love L.A., um, Arizona. Um, I would love to go international. I've been in Mexico. That was the first thing that I had crossed off my um, – um, put in my passport, I guess you should say. But, I, you know, I would love to go to, like, England or London or Cabo or – you know, I have a whole list. Um, uh, what else do I enjoy? Um, online shopping, um, probably buying wrestling shirts. Um, I love going to the little markets that they have here in downtown Las Vegas where there's like local creators um, that sell their art or jewelry, etc. I like going to those. And then, of course, 
mimosa mommy i love to go to brunch <laughs> i i love seeing your posts about mimosas because they're always the most <laughs> relatable things i love you can't pass up a good mimosa you really can't but you know what sometimes you go to those restaurants and they're like we don't do bottomless mimosas but we'll give you one for 15 and i'm kind of like you may as well just do a specialty cocktail at that point because it's the same damn price or okay. there's you know i really enjoyed the um the um out of the ordinary mimosas so like you know you have the typical oj and champagne yeah. but i like you know like the lavender um passion fruit mango like there's such a wide option of juices to put with champagne i feel like you cannot go wrong um yeah i want a mimosa now i know i i literally went to brunch <laughs> this morning and it was like a, some little diner so they didn't have mimosas at all i was like <gasps> jail I, I, jail immediate <laughs> jail <laughs> but lavender i never would have thought about that so I actually went to a hotel in San Diego that I was staying at, and they do a um, they do brunch. So I mm -hmm. went originally with my friends like a couple years ago, and they had like lavender, OJ. I think they had watermelon, but that lavender hit like no other. And I've gone back since, and it's so good. It's like a lavender lemonade, and I've learned how to make it at home. Like I don't even need to go to San Diego anymore. <laughs> I'll make it at home. It is so good. All you need is like lavender syrup like the kind that you get off amazon it's the same brand that they use at starbucks like the starbucks branded syrups and yeah. then just lemonade and then mix it together put that in put the champagne in and you have a lavender lemonade mimosa i hope everybody is taking notes <laughs> everyone <laughs> keep your recipes get your recipe books out write it down that's so smart oh and my friend loves lavender Oh, next time I go over, we're going to have to make lavender mimosas. <laughs> it's got to happen now. It's got to be a thing. Thank you for telling me your secrets of the mimosas. You're very welcome. I need it. <laughs> so this is something I always like asking people, and because I'm always curious about their response. Uh, do you remember, like, the Table for Threes that the network used to yes. put on? They still kind of do, but they don't really don't ever promote them, and I never know they're out. Um, so if you could have your own dinner with any three wrestlers dead or alive who are you picking and why oh my goodness <laughs> okay so three plus me or yeah three so it's you together? and then three other people okay so um i'll four. start off with willow nightingale um i'm so obsessed with willow she is so beautiful she wrestles so well um every time i see that she is on rampage or Dynamite or any type of AEW show, I must watch it. Um, I had the opportunity to see her live, I think May or June, and I met her as well. And I was so nervous meeting her. Iridian was there with me. I was like, I can't. I'm so nervous. Like, and I'm never like that. Like, I'll get a little bit anxious, you know. I'm like, oh, what am I going to say? Like, yeah. oh, you know. But she's just so radiant in her. You ever see someone and they just radiate happiness and joy? That's her. Mm -hmm. And I just love that because I feel like in this community, it's so often that we see people that are just negative or like don't have that type of energy. And the fact that she's able to always radiate that and she's just so damn good in the ring. Mm -hmm. Definitely her. The second one won't shock you. Wardlow. War, the war daddy himself? <laughs> no, yes, so shocked. Dad. 
I think Wardlow is doing such an incredible job in AEW right now. And, you know, obviously he's TNT champion, but he's just, he's done so well. And I think that, you know, anyone that has really watched AEW for a while will love his progression from being MJF's bodyguard to now being a champion in the company. Um, And I only see things going up from here for him. I think he has an incredible fan reaction. You know, he seems like a very nice guy. He is a nice guy. I met him at FanFest, but um, he's just, he's very captivating. Like, you know, obviously he gets that female demo, which of course AEW needs and wants. So, I mean, he would be the perfect person. I just want to know, like, what kind of wine he likes. Why has he not responded to my message about being <laughs> wine down? And, like, how he feels about all of this female attention. Because, I mean, it seems like he's eating it up. The girlies love it. I'm sure he loves it. But I just want to know from, like, a performer aspect, like, yeah. how he enjoys that. You know, how he's able to, you know, play into it, right? Um, My third one. It's a hard one. People usually have issues with like the last trying to get their last one. I would say Jazz. Um, okay. I think Jazz had such an incredible run in the WWE that is not talked about enough. And mm-hmm. you know, she's done stuff in the independence. The last time I checked, she was on her retirement tour. But I think the most interesting thing about Jazz is that she has really taken on the role of teaching the next generation of wrestlers you know how to be in the ring you know how to train them stuff like that and that's very admirable because you see a lot of people leave the business and they kind of just like peace out I'm leaving like screw the the next generation they don't care they're done with their thing very selfish but I feel like she's been very selfless because she's been able to train these future wrestlers whether they you know stay on the independence or they go into a bigger company and you know she still wrestles time to time but She's just, she has that energy that I just need at that table. Like, the bitch is back and the bitch is black, and I need her there. <laughs> that would be such a cool <laughs> table to just, like, sit from afar and watch and, like, kind of, like, people want, like, I just need, I would just need to listen to the conversation. <laughs> I'll be your waitress, for God's sake, so just so I can kind of just occasionally get a good combo. <laughs> And the uh, with Willow, she does just seem like a walking ball of sunshine, like happiness in a person. So, I, yeah. I could probably compare her to like Bailey, like OG Bailey, like very just like spunky and energetic, and um, oh, I just love it. <laughs> yeah, she's definitely like on my list of people I would like to meet. I almost had the chance to meet Wardlow, and I didn't, and I'm still mad at myself. I know. Oh, my God. I know. He he was very nice. Um, I haven't shared the video, and I don't know if I will, but I'm like, he has a War Daddy shirt now. He has a War Daddy shirt. He has a Power uh, Powerbomb Symphony shirt now. Um, he was extremely nice. He was like, yeah, I've seen the, sh- the War Daddy shirts. I'm like, I know you have. I know you like. <laughs> I need to get the Powerbomb Symphony one. I keep forgetting to. Yes. I got to. And then AW released a Pin Me War. Like, what are we doing here? You know what? I have to say that was not. I feel like that was like a Nyla Rose slash low thing because she was the one that originally put up, like, I, I need a shirt that says Pin Me Wardlow. And. Mm-hmm. You know, obviously, I was doing the 1-800 War Daddy, but 
I don't really know if anyone knows this, but like he actually called himself War Daddy first and he deleted the tweet. I saw. So <laughs> I just ran with it. Um, this was when he was doing his whole back and forth with MJF. He hashtagged War Daddy, and I was like, what? <laughs> and then I was like, I went to go try and find the tweet, and it was gone. I just happened to have notifications on for some reason, mm -hmm. and I was like, hmm, what if I made this into a shirt? And then I went home and I worked my magic and that's how I came about. So thank you, Wardlow. Thank you for tweeting and deleting that day. Thank you, the god himself, <laughs> Wardlow. The luscious man. It's, I think it's the lips. I don't know what it is about him. I just feel like he's a very nice dresser. I think that that's too. what is very, that's very great about him. Like, and you know, I know he's very inspired by Dave Batista, so I'm sure that kind of plays into oh, yeah. it, but like, I think the, you know, the men and women, like when they're not in their wrestling clothes, it's really interesting or wrestling gear, I should say. It's really interesting to see like what they wear. So yeah. like even Ethan Page as well, which I have on Ethan Page. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, Ethan Page is a phenomenal dresser as well. I told him the other day over Twitter, I was like, I'm going to call you Sally because you be dressing or call him Rance because you be dressing. <laughs> and he liked it. And I was like, I know that's right, Ethan. Like you continue doing your thing. He dresses well, Wardlow dresses well, Scorpio Sky is another really great dresser. Mm -hmm. um, but I feel like that is so important in professional wrestling. Like when you're not in your wrestling gear, like what are you wearing? Like we see people run out to the ring and they have on their little jeans and they might have on like a black t-shirt, they might have on their merch and you're kind of like, okay, but when you see Wardlow in a suit or you see Ethan Page in a button up and some nice pants, you're like, okay. He's rocking it. Let me let me pay attention to this. For me, I guess, because I'm so big on, like, you know, what people wear in fashion and, you know, gear and stuff like that. Maybe that's why I'm so interested in it. But that man can dress. That man can dress. I think I <laughs> anytime I see the dress pants and the dress shirt, you know, at one point, he's ruining a lot of dress shirts, but he's just... Yeah. How many dressers? That's the question. How many dress shirts does Wardlow go through in like a month? You know what I really want to ask him, other than the other questions, was I was on this um, this autograph signing like two months ago with him, and I don't know. I don't know what happened. I must have missed something, but this girl bought the shirt off of his back, and he signed it, and I was like, does this happen often? Yes. Yes. She, I think she paid like 150 for it. And she was like going back and forth with the guy who was running the autograph signing. And he's like, okay, like send your money. He's going to give you the shirt. He took his shirt off and he signed it right there. I, and I think he even sprayed his own cologne on it. He's like, I want the shirt to smell like me when she gets it. Yes. And I was like, I have never seen anything like this before. Oh, that man is such a marketing <laughs> genius. It's not fair. <laughs> <laughs> and that is why he has the female demographic in the palm of his huge hands. <laughs> so another, like, these other, like, these last questions I always have. I always like, again, hearing people's answers. Uh, do you have any advice for anyone looking to get into podcasting? Uh, just general life advice any advice you want to give to anyone listening or watching this I would say if you are looking to start a podcast I would just start it you know I think a lot of people have apprehension about getting into a podcasting world because they 
you know, there's a lot of podcasts out right now. It's very saturated, but mm-hmm. you know, I think if you're passionate about it and you know, you put your best foot forward, why not try it? Um, there's a lot of things in life, you know, people don't try and they look back years later and they're like, I wish I would have done that. So mm-hmm. why regret something that, you know, it's just so easy to do, whether, you know, you're just starting at home or you have the capability to go to a studio or something like that. Why not just try it and see if you like it? If you don't, that's fine. But I think just try it. Just see how it goes. Um, I think another thing is that, you know, this is a very, it's a very big community, but there's a lot of people that know each other. So, you know, being kind is the way to go. I think a lot of people sometimes they think, you know, once they get to a certain point within their career or within their podcast, you know, they don't have to be nice anymore. But, Mm -hmm. you know, you should be nice. You started at one point. You might have you may have started, you know, at the bottom and you might have started in the middle. It doesn't matter where you started from. I think everyone deserves respect, whether they're, you know, a man, a woman, non-binary, etc. Treat people how you want to be treated. Um, Life advice. I mean, I think time um, time management is extremely important in any field that you're in, whether you're a podcaster or you have kids or anything so you know really knowing how to manage your time whether it's using a calendar or blocking out your schedule stuff like that is extremely important whether like I said if you're a podcaster you're just you know not a podcaster at all the time management is definitely a big one uh as I told you like right before oh yeah this this comes out tomorrow but (laughs) it's just how it like ended up like falling into place and I wasn't really stressing about it because I knew this would be great and I have the day off anyways tomorrow so I have plenty of time to just like put it up and do everything but time management for sure is one of the biggest things I know I still like I have like I write everything down uh like all my notes for my show just because typing is I already have two computers on me when I do a live show I don't want right another screen to just constantly look at so it's like I do that like I have a calendar I have my phone calendar, but still, every every once in a while, just something slips by, and you're like, oh, no, you were supposed to work. <laughs> Why did you It's not? okay, but you can't beat yourself up about it. Like, I think also, too, like, you have to handle yourself with grace. I think that's another thing that I would give advice on, um, especially in this community. You know, I think people are so passionate, and they're trying to put out all of this content and stuff like that, but sometimes you really have to, you know, handle it with grace and you know, worry about your mental health and stuff like that before putting out an episode or a YouTube video. I think, you know, yeah, it's important to put out content, especially if you're a content creator or a podcaster, whatever you're doing, but you also need to figure out like, hey, am I okay? Like, you know, do I need a mental health day? Do I need to take a break from podcasting, etc.? Like, you really need to listen to yourself and not overwork yourself. Yeah, mental health is, I always say, like, that's more important than physical health. And every show I do since we started about a year ago doing She Lead on its own, uh, I've had the crisis text line and the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline on screen, and they're usually the first two lines in the description. After, like, the description of the episode, I usually do, like, a line, right. and then those are, like, the first two things you see in the description. I was a social work major in college, so, like, that's very much what I strive for. You always gotta make sure you're okay before making sure everyone else is okay. If right. You, like, your mental health is priority number one, always. Period. <laughs> Period. See, you get it. You get it. <laughs> so, if you had to write an autobiography, 
of your life from like this point it can be about your entire life a section what have you what would be the title and uh if you would like to tell me why you can if you do not want to that's perfectly fine as well so i think i would do it based on this podcasting part of my life and beyond so i would call it beyond the wind down um and just kind of go into you know how the podcast started the different guests that we've had you know the different experiences that we've had traveling different shows um and then you know what happens after that you know also what happens you know on a daily basis of you know maintaining a social or social media accounts and you know interacting with people and I would also include in there probably like you know advice to other women who are you know in this wrestling podcast sphere because I said recently on an interview like sometimes these men get on the internet and they say a lot of rude stuff or they act a certain way and thankfully I haven't had a lot of those interactions and if I do I might entertain it for a minute and then I block them but Mm -hmm. you know there are women out there that it really does eat them alive when a man thinks that he knows more than them in this community and that really hurts me Um, I try my best I know it's probably not my place but you know sometimes when I see these interactions happen I will say something because I feel like you're doing this all on the timeline we all see it like I might say something if it's if it's way out of control I might mm-hmm. not say anything and I might just kind of you know DM the person if I know them but you know I feel like we have to stand together as women because there are so many men just waiting for us to just fall so they could be like well I told you so she didn't know her shit like we can't have that and I'm very thankful that that I've been able to connect with other women in this community like yourself and you know, Iridian and Teddy and Casey Leando and Brittany Sacco and, and more that, you know, are strong women who are positive, who, you know, connect well with each other and are there for you, you know, whether it's to ask a question or just to provide support. Yeah, uh, like, like that's kind of just been, like, the theme throughout us talking is, like, women podcasters, women in the wrestling community, especially on Twitter, because Twitter is a toxic cesspool but also how I found some of my closest friends so it's kind of just like all over the place uh women have to stick together like I there's two people I know who were dealing with this very sexist man like who has constantly made comments to both of them like over the period of like multiple months and he just like kept going back and forth and I just saw a bunch of women responding to that thread being like no 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 listen here buddy this is not gonna happen and I ended up DMing one of them was like so what is going on because I didn't know the whole situation and she told me and I was like that's an actual scumbag I'm sorry you have had to deal with this for this long and it sucks when you can't like do anything that like you can be there and that's definitely one of the biggest things but it also kind of sucks when you're just like I just wish I could help them more than yeah. I already am right so it, it just be nice people <laughs> that's I know that's you know that needs to be the next shirt just be nice damn it be nice damn it smiley face <laughs> Which, your merch, not even a question, your merch designs are so cute. Thank you. Uh, I mean, I'm wearing the War Daddy fan club shirt because, word low, but <laughs> the one you just put out, uh, the Isle of Lucy inspired one, mm-hmm. it, genius. It's so cute, 
I, I mean, I mainly only wear, like, blacks, so having, like, a black solid color and then, like, cute colors on top of it, smart. You're a genius. So, that, yeah, thank you. That shirt <laughs> actually was spawned from um, one of my friends who had me make something for her for All Out. Okay. Um, I don't think she's posted it yet, but it's the same design, but it's different wording on it. And the act like that was the first design I did but the actual idea came from the tweet about Daniel Garcia how bad bitches love Daniel Garcia and I was like bad bitches do like Daniel Garcia but I was like bad bitches also love professional wrestling in general so I was like hmm okay and then you know I had the heart already and I was like okay you know let's just add that in and then I just went with it um you know I really strive to make designs that women like you know, um, when I first started with the 1-800-WAR-DADDY, the whole reason why I created that was because I love him as a performer, but I hate his merch. Like, yeah. I don't like the, I don't like it. It's not, it's not my taste. Yeah. And um, I've seen a lot of other superstars and wrestlers that I absolutely love watching them in the ring, but I don't like the merch that they have yeah. up on their respective shops. So um, I was like, I'm just going to create something and see what happens. Obviously, you know, I was nervous because cease and desist, but... Um, thankfully, you know, it doesn't have his name on it. So that one does, but the other one doesn't. So, you know, I've been able to sell it and a lot of the women and I've had men buy it as well, really love it because it's different from like what you see on, you know, the shop yeah. or somewhere else. It doesn't have the green, which I incorporated the green in the powerhouse symphony one, but you know, the other ones have the pink because I want something different. I don't like the green and the gray all the time. Let's add a little bit other, you know, some other colors in there that you might not necessarily see on a company's website. That is a common theme I have seen over the past two years is these, like, fantastic wrestlers have such shit merch. Like, and then I see, like, you and other people, like, designing merch for their own podcasts who, like, they're well above and beyond what these shops can make. And, like, these people have, like, teams who do it yeah and then it's just like usually just like a block like right there <laughs> and then like nothing around it not i i will say you know AEW and wwe have had some recently where i'm like okay y'all might be reading the room a little bit better like um there were a couple in wwe i saw recently where i was like i would actually buy that and then you know obviously the war daddy shirt that one stuck out to me because you know, obviously they're reading the room. They know what his demographic is, and they know that would sell well. Mm -hmm. um, but, like, I'm not a fan of the acclaimed, but, like, that Scissor Me Daddy ass shirt, like, it's nice. It's nice. I would wear that. I don't know where I would wear it to. I wouldn't necessarily wear it to, like, Target or anything like that. <laughs> but it's nice. It's different from what they usually put out. So I definitely, like, keep in tune of, you know, what these different companies put out. But I definitely always think that they could do better when it comes to merch. And the the scissor me daddy ass shirt is one of the funniest things I have seen in so long. <laughs> it brings me. I, I want to buy one just to li literally wear it like while I'm laundering around the house. Like I'll sleep. <laughs> I'll get like the biggest size possible and just sleep in it. Yeah. Just to support them because like I love Anthony Bowens. He's done incredible work. And I saw he tweeted something the other day. I don't remember how long ago it was somebody was asking about like getting scissors like foam scissors or something oh my god on the shop and he was like i just had a meeting i'll let you guys know how it goes i'm like if they're oh wow put out those i'm definitely buying a pair 
because that's like it's um it's different it's unique john cena a long time ago i'm i'm a big cena stan i am too uh he had like the the hands and he did put all the fingers on those velcro i still have them like I don't remember how long I got them, but that's unique. And he used to have, like, the chain gang chains, which I also still yep. have. Which people in... I was in Vegas for Money in the Bank, and people mm-hmm. were asking me where I bought it. I was like, this is from, like, 2005, bro. I'm sorry they don't have this on the shop. <laughs> like, they should. Gotta keep those items. They come back. I, I was just thinking a couple months ago, because I, um, I had done a cosplay of like Lita and the Hardys for like um SummerSlam two years ago when they were here in Vegas mm-hmm. and I was like damn it like I I know I had that Hardy Boys logo necklace when I was like 11 or 12 but I got rid of it right so I was like that would have been perfect and they don't sell it anywhere anymore so I'm like oh, okay but recently it's been really interesting here I've been seeing a lot of people in like throwback shirts I think I went I went to Grab House a couple weeks ago or it might have been another event and someone had on like a retro hardy boys shirt like the the one where they're both on the back and they're like facing each other oh, yeah. and i was like damn i haven't seen that one in so long but you know obviously that's a wwe creation so it's like are we, we're probably never gonna get it back unless they go in the hall of fame one day which they probably will, will happen i think it, there's a lot of people who should be in the hall of fame there's a lot of people who do not belong in the hall of fame anymore that's, Absolutely. That's a whole nother conversation. We can have a whole episode just about that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, uh, like I said, this is coming out tomorrow. Um, any future plans for Wrestling Wind Down over the next like few weeks you want to talk about, or you can leave people in suspense? Completely up to you. Yes. So I will be at New York Comic Con on uh, the seventh or eighth. I am speaking on a panel in regards to people or women of color in wrestling. Um, So I am going to be on the panel with um, Stephanie Hardy, um, Shay Sawyer, um, Hearts on Twitter, um, Karen, Bam Bam, she's a wrestler, and then um, NCAT We Trust is hosting it. Um, So I'm really looking forward to that. That's my first time ever going to Comic-Con, and I'm very grateful for the opportunity to be able to travel out there, go to New York for the first time, and, you know, share my experiences in this community. So that's something big to look forward to. Um, We will also be rebranding soon, um, probably around that weekend as well. Um, So obviously when I first started wrestling, Wind Down, it was me and my friend. So, you know, a lot of the sound and, you know, the photos and the logo – was a joint effort and you know now I've been doing this for almost two years by myself and you know I interact with a lot of people on Twitter people know how I am and I really just want to encapsulate that into the actual brand as a whole so be getting a new lo- a new logo new uh, intro and outro music but the show will still remain the same because you know obviously I've been hosting it and it, it's gonna sound the same um, but yeah I'm really looking forward to that and then obviously new merch will come with that really looking forward to that as well um and then obviously new episodes haven't released an episode in a minute but we'll put the roman reign stuff out we have a new um the life of a wrestling fan coming out as well and then a panel that i'm really looking forward to that i hosted um a couple months ago via zoom that i think everyone will really want to listen to okay okay look at you moves. i saw that you were talking at new york comic con i forgot to tell you like that's fucking awesome dude Thank you. That's, again, like, that's so cool that 
you like in your mind not necessarily you but like in your mind you're just like oh I'm just I have a, I have a little wrestling podcast it does well it does this but now I'm going to be speaking on a panel in New York at Comic Con that's so you're just having a good year baby <laughs> you really are <laughs> you know I really I really have to thank um and Cowie Trust for the opportunity because you know that's something that she put together and I know there's been you know other podcasts or um uh individuals in the community who have had different um panels at Comic-Con and I from what I know from our community I think this is one of the first where it's all um, women of color and I think it's just exceptional it's something that is obviously needed in our community and I hope pray everything in between that there is a virtual link or it is filmed so that if people are not there in attendance they can watch it after because you know this is an important conversation and I feel like you know even if you aren't a person of color it's something that you should definitely um, watch and tune into oh 100% and like you said like it's definitely needed like the conversations that you guys are probably going to have are going to be like eye opening to people and yeah, I'm gonna be trying to find a link to that if, it, if they <laughs> film it because, and if they don't film it, then that is just a missed opportunity to put you guys out there even more. Right? Yeah. I feel like I, feel I will like make sure it's filmed. I feel like panels are usually filmed at Comic Cons, right? There is a link on the uh, the Comic Con website, but you know, since there are different panels going on at once, I'm not sure which one they'll choose that to air. Sense. I think that's where the the issue is right now and figuring out if they'll be on or not, but. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, hey, you say the word, I will drive to New York. I will film it on myself. <laughs> I'll, I'll make myself a little media pass. I'll sneak in. I'll, I'll do whatever I gotta do. <laughs> the people need it. <laughs> so, for the past, like, 50-ish minutes, I've been asking you questions. We've been having a great conversation. Um, do you have any questions for me? Um, podcasting personal i'm an open book i usually answer anything the only thing i will not really answer is how i got my start uh the past few people have asked me like in a row so <laughs> but i can i can also just tell you after the fact if you if you would like to know <laughs> so what advice would you give to uh podcasters that are looking to enter the wrestling community um so usually a lot of the it's usually the same like just start it um sometimes you just gotta shoot your shot uh I put out a tweet and two years ago and it spawned to this it it really uh it depends like on the people you end up meeting usually if you if you're enjoying it or it's something you feel pat like you said passionate about just start it like right. it doesn't matter if nobody listens it doesn't matter if nobody watches over time and that's another thing is not everything will happen at once right that's a, definitely a big thing uh i didn't come into this th thinking all right i'm gonna have a hundred subscribers in the first month of me doing this no it took about a year to get the hundred on youtube yeah about a year little little less than so it's it's a process it's a work it definitely takes time but if it's something you like doing i always say this is like a little bit of serotonin i get in my day when i get the podcast mm -hmm. whether mm -hmm. it's this the weekly show i do being on other people's podcasts 
like I usually am almost every week because I can't get enough. It's fun for me. I like to talk. (laughs) I would say, yeah, all of that, however people want to dissect anything I just said, all of that is good advice, I think. I think so as well. My final question for you is who would you have on your table of three? Okay, I feel like I feel like my answers will always change. One person for sure, Lita. Mm. Uh, that was my first like favorite female wrestler. Her like I was very much tomboy growing up. So everything she wore, the camo pants, the the crop tops and the fishnets, it, iconic style, an iconic woman killing it in the wrestling business like growing up I was very much team Lita over team Trish even though they're both fantastic um so Lita's definitely one I think I gotta go John Cena because Mm -hmm. that's my childhood hero I'm only 26 but like that's my hero (laughs) like (laughs) I that is like on my bucket list for ever in time is I would just like to meet him once. Oh, yes. Me too. Uh, I'm like, are you going to be in New York Comic Con? Like, I might, might have be. a heart attack. He might be. As I feel like he's... I've looked. He's not <laughs> on there yet. You're like, I'm checking. We're making sure. <laughs> he might He might make, like, a last-minute appearance. Who knows? Uh, so, Lita, Cena. Oh, that last one's... That last one is hard. Yeah, I see why people struggle with this. Um... I'm gonna go Triple H. Okay. You know what? It's interesting that you said that because I was like, what if she says Stephanie? (laughs) What if she says someone that is like on the back end of the wrestling business, like watching everything happen? I almost, I almost did say Steph. Yeah, we're right there. (laughs) I almost said Steph. Um, and she would, she would definitely be like a pull up, pull up a chair, Steph. You can join too, kind of thing. Like, (laughs) I can't have, I can't have her on the table. I'll bring her over. But Triple H would be interesting to talk about, like, or learn about, like, his entire career on both parts, like, in-ring and then out of the ring, t- basically taking over the company with your wife mm-hmm. and after your father-in-law does some very questionable things, um, to put it lightly. So that NXT, because I'm a big NXT kid, um just all of that and I think that'd be an interesting table to have yeah I, I feel like that uh, good conversations all around maybe a lot of laughs maybe some tension who knows I thrive off it all <laughs> 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 I feel like somebody asked me that like one of like episodes ago and I think all of my answers were different so hmm. I, I don't think it'll ever be consistent I think Lita and Cena might always be the two yeah. That third one might always be the... Because, like, I could have... Oh, game time decision. Yeah. It, it definitely game time decision. I'd be like, I have the invitation. I have an hour to find somebody. It's going to be very last minute on who I decide. <laughs> but if you have nothing else for me, um, I would like to thank you again for doing this with me. Uh, I had a blast. This was so much fun. Uh, tell yes, me- thank you so much. Oh, of, of course. This was this was in plans for a while, and I'm happy we finally got it set in stone and we got it done. But uh, tell the people where they can find you, obviously, with res- everything Wrestling Wind Down. 
Yes, so you can find Wrestling Wind Down wherever you listen to your podcast, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play. We're on all of them. Um, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at WWDCAST. Um, we do have merch, including the 1-800-WAR-DADDY shirt, Powerbomb Symphony, um, our Black Wrestling Queen shirt. Um, Wine 316 is still up, and then we'll be having some other designs coming out soon. Um, that website is shop.wrestlingwindownlv.com. Oh, and we're on TikTok, too. W-W-D-C-A-S-T. I gotta get on TikTok. Like, I I have a TikTok, but it's nothing wrestling-related. So I feel like I gotta join the trend. I know a lot of podcasts are starting to do this. Yes. Man, I gotta get on the trend. Fall behind. (laughs) (laughs) And, of course, you can follow me on Twitter at KDRazzin13. Link to your mobile ticket. All things Sheely Showcase. Twitch.tv slash Sheely Showcase. Typically Thursday, 6 p.m. Eastern. Unless something happens. YouTube.com slash Sheely Showcase. I always say watch the videos because they're way more entertaining. And I do this a lot. I talk with my hands a lot. I'm very Italian. Comes part of it. Uh, Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts. If you like to listen, uh, obviously, Inside the Mind of is Wrestling Wind Down is your baby. This interview series is my baby. So I always, people always say this is what they like most about Sheely. And I'm like, you like me talking to people. I'll take it. I'll take it. That's fun. As long as people like it and people get something out of it and they learn more about incredible people like yourself, that's all that really matters. Uh, I would like to thank everyone again for watching and listening, and we'll see you guys later. Bye-bye.